You're listening to the Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast, where we aim to help our church think biblically and grow as disciples who love Christ and live sent for His glory. For more information about our church, visit www.fairfaxbible.org or follow us on social media. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. This is episode five of our Discipleship Podcast, and I'm Jeff, pastor here at Fairfax Bible Church, and I'm being joined by Matt and Dave, these are our elders, and Dave's newly installed elder, which has been uh, pretty yeah. exciting. And uh, we, we, yeah, we're fired up about the way that God's been answering our prayer and working in our church family. So we wanted to join you here, and and instead of having like a specific topic. Um, that, that like a discipleship topic that we break down and try to bring specific content. We were just thinking, hey, it's the end of 2020. 2020 has been a thing. It's been a crazy year. And uh, can we just kind of recap a little bit and and uh, what's our experience has been like and 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 also just kind of reflecting on uh, what the Lord's been doing, what the Lord's been uh, teaching us recently. Thought there might be something there that that would be helpful. So let's start with this. Just just kind of batting this around a little bit guys so, uh tell us what 2020 has been like for you what's what's been uh dave why don't we start with you what's what's been really challenging and and what's been good because hopefully there's some good things about the year as well yeah thanks for having me on the podcast by the way this is this is my first time we don't have the nice <laughs> the nice microphones but appreciate uh appreciate Soon this enough. So, yeah we'll get to the fancy studio <laughs> yeah uh, one, one quick, quick, good thing, uh, Pastor Jeff, you don't know this yet, but I was talking to, to Jolie the other day about board games and she said, she said, yeah, my dad's really gotten into board games. And, um, I only bring that up because my kids would say the exact same thing about me. <laughs> and, uh, that's been a good thing that's happened this year. I've been grateful to play games with my kids and connect in that way that doesn't involve a screen. And Tay sometimes joins in when she's uh, usually she's just doing something productive versus just trying to you know, <laughs> play board games and beat your kids at things. But anyway, maybe I'm too into them because the other day I, I walked down the stairs and one of my one of the girls in my house said, Dave, you, you look happier than usual. Did you just order a new board game from Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, That's man. Fantastic. <laughs> We're ratting ourselves out. We're a bunch of nerds around here. That's yeah. uh, well, Dave, I have to ask my my uh, my brother-in-law is really into board games. So like what's what's like a big winner? Like which which one are you really excited about? Oh, so so. Uh, Je we did a secret Santa in our small group and Jeff way got me this game. It's called welcome to the dungeon. It's really simple when I play with my kids, okay. but it's kind of different than any game I've, I've ever played before. And he tried to get me to describe it to him. And I started talking about dungeons and monsters and no one really had a clue what I was talking about. <laughs> welcome to the dungeon. There you go. Okay. All right. I'll check it. I'll, I'll take a look. One of the things I was thinking about this question, what's been good and what's been challenging. And I was, um, the first thing that came to mind is, is is sort of those two things of good and challenging are not, as, as a Christian, I think they're not necessarily in separate buckets all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that those things are kind of often in one bucket. If there's any year that's true, I feel like it's this year. So I thought of, I thought of James 1, 2 and Romans 5, 3. Um, James 1, 2 says, you know, we've, we've heard this before, but count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And Romans 5, 3, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. So I was thinking about this year, this strange year, as you mentioned, Jeff, and we're all sort of going through this global crucible of the, the pandemic, pandemic. And, and, but I kind of realized God, God takes that global thing and, and sort of changes us in different ways on a personal level. 
Um, and so I kind of started to think about what, what, what are the ways that he's, he's been changing me this year. Um, and I can kind of see, I can kind of see that, that sort of, it's more than just a silver lining. Like it's like real transformation and a deepening of dependence on him and, and, a, and a joy and a satisfaction in him. And I feel like apart from Christ this year would just be, it's just a nightmare and it's only a nightmare, but, but with Christ, he's, he's doing something, he's working in us. And, and I feel like that's been true for me as I, as I've kind of gone through this, I will preface before I give the rest of my list later in this podcast. Um, like I, I will say that like, for me, I don't have anyone that I, I know personally well, that's been hop- hospitalized or um, has passed away through COVID. And so I think that if, if that was true for me, my list that I'm going to share in a little bit would, would probably be, be very different sure. than what it is. So, well, I think that you're, you're mentioning that just the intensity of this year, I'm kind of hoping that like for most of us, it's, it's caused us to have to think and put some things into perspective mm-hmm. and, and, and be a little bit more reflective about our life. So yeah, I definitely want to get into like, what is it that God's been teaching us? But, but Matt, tell us what, what, what's 2020 been like for you, man? What, what's been, what's been challenging? What's been good? Uh, what has this been experience been like in the Rumball household? Uh, you know, challenge, I mean, similar to what Dave said, I think similar challenges to what most other people are feeling, you know, you can't do the things that you set out to do. I mean, we, you know, it was my 20th wedding anniversary this year. We had a, a big trip. We, we never got around to actually planning it, <laughs> but you know, we had, a, we had in mind, Hey, it's a, a big occasion. Let's celebrate this. And then it was just, you know, okay, we're not doing that. So, you know, that's a little bit of disappointment. It's my daughter's senior year of high school. I mean, this should be like really filled with momentous occasions and photo ops and homecoming and, you know, all of those type things. And it's just all gone. And, uh, and so that's, that's been disappointing for her and and for our family. So, yeah, I mean, other people have similar challenges as well, or just, you know, I mean, we can't go to church, right? I mean, I, I think we've done our best. You and the staff have done a, a, a really good job of like giving us a, a pretty good online product, but you know, it's not quite the same thing. And Jeff, I know you'd be the first one to say that, right? So it's not a, it's not a criticism Absolutely. of, of, tired of it. So it's, hey, Lord yeah. willing, I'm trying to record a sermon for this Sunday tomorrow, which is like Tuesday. So I got some time to, you know, for Christmas to be with my family. And it like, I'm, I'm realizing this might be, I even wrote into my journal, like, Lord, this might be the last virtual service I have to record ever, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lord, Something about chickens and hatching, maybe? Uh, man, uh, yeah. I can dream, baby, I can dream. Yeah, but you know, like, uh, so again, and and same with Dave's caveat, we, in our family, we haven't lost anybody, like, super close to us, uh, to this, and so that's, um, uh, that certainly colors uh, my view of things. You know, we we would mourn with those who would mourn. We don't we don't have occasion for that in my family, but certainly want to be sensitive to to people that have. But you know, just the things that a lot of things that we just like to do, we can't do. I mean, we love having small group in our house. We haven't been able to do to do that. We you know we love uh, having people over just for dinner or to hang out. We haven't been able to do that, at least not to the same degree. And. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of challenges, but, you know, good. I've, I've, you know, during quarantine, I had a lot of chance to read. So I read some, some really great books that uh, influenced me. I mean, I, I think I mentioned some of these titles already. We actually did a podcast on one that I read uh, called Good and Angry. That was really, really yeah, helpful for me. That was really convicting. So I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, that, that was, that was, that was a, good. A read. Yeah. Um, and then we did, uh, you know, I, I read some other books. Uh, I mean, I, I had, I have a, this is really nerdy. People know that I have a thing about reading books about presidents. I've had this uh, uh, biography of Henry Clay, who was actually not a president, but he was 
kind of around American politics for a long, long time. You might remember him from like your college history class, Compromise of 1850, that's Henry Clay. But this thing was like this thick. You can't hear me if you're listening to this on Spotify or something like that. But if you can see me, my hand, my fingers are, I don't know, four inches apart. I've had this thing on my shelf for years, years, like 10 years. And then, so this year I was like, well, I'm never going to have a better opportunity to read this book than I do right now. So, so finally knocked that bad boy out. So God bless Henry Clay. Did it. You yeah. did it. Well I did. Done. Yeah. That yeah, was fun. Well done. Yeah. I think, I think if my experience has been similar, one of the things I guess I would say it's been, I don't know that I anticipated this was just this year has been a, a year of a lot more rest and a lot more work as weird as that sounds like it, you know, obviously, you know, March and April, everything kind of powered down and, and, you know, we were able to spend a whole lot more time with family. And, and then, you know, here in Virginia, we had, I, I think we were kind of almost uniquely, oddly blessed by the fact that our governor was just like June 9th. I don't know if you remember that. So for us, instead of the like, okay, maybe next week, two weeks, we'll get back to normal. It was just kind of like, well, I guess we're shutting down until June. And uh, in in some ways that let us just kind of uh, rest for a little bit. Like we, there was a whole lot of things we couldn't do. And then about May, we're starting to realize like, okay, like we're trying to like check up on people and make sure everybody's doing all right. And and uh, starting to think like, okay, what's next? And how are we going to move into the future? And 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 all of those decisions. And it just started getting bonkers. Uh, and and it's just been one of those seasons. Like I, one of the things I've I've like realized is, um, you know, as as much as I've enjoyed the board games and and having more uh, time with my family, how much work it goes into um, uh, managing our home. And man, God bless my wife. <laughs> uh, she does so much and uh, being home with my kids who I love being home with my kids but I'm like sometimes I just turn to her I'm like I don't know how you do this all the time so <laughs> I'm really thankful for that that's been a sweet thing but yeah ministry I, I just on, on the side of things with our church it just it's been so hard to try to uh, just it's it's just demanded flexibility in leadership like trying to plan but also having to hold all of our plans loosely because then we're going to have to reform a new plan and, and, and we're constantly trying to assess and, 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 and I could use the phrase like take the temperature, like, how are we doing? And how, you know, how are things going right now? And, and, and then having to, like I said, like every time we put out a plan that something would happen, it didn't, you know, we had to readjust and, and make a new plan and, and, and basically planning for our plans to change again all the time. Uh, and, and that's been, I think that, uh, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like it's almost like a, a, a running back trying to just follow his blockers. Like there's at sometimes like there's, there's, I, I can't just plow ahead right now. We have to wait. It's just got to wait for the hole to open. Like, I don't know, what are we doing? Like, and, and uh, we really wrestled with a lot of that. How do, how do we, how do we build momentum? I, I, we wanted to do more than just survive through this. We really wanted to, we want to grow as a church, but a lot of it's just been waiting on the Lord. And uh, that's been a challenge uh, to be honest with you. I, I'll say like you guys, um, you know, we have some family friends that have been impacted uh, pretty heavily with COVID, but as a church family, we've, we've really been blessed. And uh, so I, I, I praise God for that. Uh, that uh, it's one of the things we've been praying that, that God would keep us safe and healthy, obviously, but even more so that we grow in our relationship with Christ. So I'm hopeful um, that not only in our lives, but in, in our church family that w- this year, we'd, we'd look back and reflect and say, man, God's, God's been teaching us. So 
so, so Dave, why, why don't we ask you, man, what, what's something God's been teaching you through this season? Yeah, the first thing I was going to say is pretty similar to what you said, that idea of, of just holding things loosely. I remember back back in March when things just started dropping off the calendar <laughs> like crazy. You know, kids went went online to school and we had this big trip to Italy planned to celebrate our 40th birthday and that dropped and swim team dropped. And, and uh, it, one thing that was interesting is like it was not dropping for me, it was dropping for everybody. Right. And so there was some solidarity in that, but there was still some business that needed to be done with God in that sort of he's prying open my hands, like things that I'm holding with a, t- with a tight grip. And I, I, you know, realized that I'm not in control and I never was. And, um, and I kind of realized that holding those things so tightly was not actually glorifying him. It's just a form of independence from him. And so that's kind of the first thing is just having an open hand and feel like God's, God's kind of keeping my hand a little bit more open than it was before. That's really good. I don't remember when we preached through this, but I remember going, you guys can correct me. Like, I, I can't remember when we did our series on prayer uh, last, but we were going through, I was reading through Daniel Henderson's book. And you just said that, 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 that God's like, uh, you know, loosening our hands and teaching us that, that we're dependent on him. He was the one who said that, that prayerlessness, when we don't pray, prayerlessness is our declaration of independence from God. What a sweet lesson. Mm. I, feel, I feel like the Lord's been teaching me that one too. Like how much we are absolutely dependent on God. And the fact that we get more rest, which rest is a good thing in that it reminds us that we're not God. Like we can't do what he does. And, and then also like knowing I, Isaiah 40, I think I've shared this has just been one of those verses that I've come back to again and again, where he's, um, you know, I, I, obviously it's one of those verses that ends up on like a poster all the time or on a meme, uh, but never had really like, I had never really personalized it, but just to know that uh, he renews our strength, that, that when we wait on the Lord, he's the one we're, we're completely dependent on him. Uh, I was uh, on my way to another meeting tonight and just thinking about what Jesus said in, in, in uh, uh, John 15, we're, we're, we're supposed to be abiding in Christ because apart from him, I got nothing. I, I can do nothing. Like how absolutely dependent we are on him. And uh, I, you know, we, when with, when this first hit, we went right to second Corinthians 20 or second Chronicles 20 rather. Um, and, and just that, that prayer uh, that they were saying like, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And, and I feel like this has been one of those years where God's just kind of pressed that in. Like we're absolutely dependent on the Lord. Yeah. Matt, any thoughts from you, man? What, what's, what's something God's been teaching you? You know, it's uh, early in the pandemic. It must have been May-June. Um, I was listening to a podcast. It's probably the Bible Project podcast. It's always the Bible Project podcast for me. Uh, and they were talking about this. I, I think the question that somebody had reached out to them and said, is this the apocalypse? Um, is this the end of the world? And they were, uh, you know, spending some time answering that. And, and they said, well, in a way, yes, because, you know, we tend to think of the apocalypse as like end of the world or revealing the future. But the, the term itself actually means revealing. And it can be just as much about what's happening in the present as in the future. And, uh, and so I, I've thought about that a lot, where I feel like this experience has been very revealing. It's revealed a lot of things about me and, and my character and my priorities. I feel like it's revealed a lot of things about our culture uh, and the, the country that we live in. And, uh, and uh, you know, some, some of the, the you know, more 
popular leaders in our country. I feel like it's been very revealing about them. Uh, so yeah, it's a word that I've come back to a lot this year is revealing. So, you know, between the pandemic and uh, and some of the racial strife, especially with uh, Ahmaud Arbery and, and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, uh, it's it's revealed uh, a lot to me. And then, you know, it's, it's an election year. So, you know, some of the, the way that things sort of shake out in that context, uh, you know, reveal some things about myself that I'm not proud of, but also some, some, some people that I would have respected that uh, disappointed me. So in a way it's been sort of, okay, yeah, you don't, don't just read what this person says or don't just trust in what this person writes or things, but, you know, really, you know, trust the Lord, go to the word, what's, what's foundational and, and, and that it was a, it's been a heavy process for me at times. Yeah. That's a really good word revealing. <clears throat> I was thinking about that too. I was like, when someone asks me, how are you growing or how did you grow or what God's teaching you rather than looking at like some way that I'm demonstrating strength, I think of where God is revealing my weakness to me. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking about that in terms of this year. There's a, our small group just, just did a little quick Advent study from Matt Chandler on Ecclesiastes 3.11. And it says, he's, it says, God has set eternity into the human heart. And the idea that Chandler was saying was that's kind of the God-shaped hole that we've all heard about that only God can fill. And um, one of the things that God's been revealing to me this year is, is just an awareness of that propensity to fill that that gap with things that aren't him. Mm -hmm. um, and Chandler was calling it like contaminated gas in a car. Like you put contaminated gas in your engine, it'll go for like a block and then sputter out. And we tend to, at least I tend to, to kind of push my hope forward and hope in things that really can't satisfy and, and kind of keep, keep putting that contaminated gas in. Um, and what's interesting with COVID is that things that kind of, I put my hope in that weren't God that couldn't satisfy things like going on a trip to Italy or a weekend away with Tay, like those couldn't happen. And so I kind of, I remember like reaching a point where I was like, well, what am I going to like, what's going to happen? Am I going to like, I don't have those things to put my hope in anymore. Not that they, that I should, cause it should be in God. Yeah. But what I, what God revealed to me is I just ended up putting my hope in sort of COVID compliant things that also didn't satisfy <laughs> <laughs> like a $15 board game or the last episode of the second season of the Mandalorian, things like that. Oh, no spoilers. I haven't watched it yet. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, won't say anything. Okay. Um, and I got this picture of like, what'd you say? We are really geeking out over this stuff. Yeah. I know. We're, we're, we're revealing our inner nerds. In <laughs> I got, I had this picture of myself as this like toddler who is, wants to get to the candy jar. And so he's like, I'm stacking all my toys up in this precarious um, manner and trying to climb up, like thinking about climbing up those to get to the candy jar and God's just like knocking it over and showing me that like, I can't stand on that. And I couldn't, I can't put my hope in that. And then I'm seeing myself, my flesh, just trying to rebuild it in like a little bit different way. It doesn't look like it used to with COVID, but it, it's still there. And so God's kind of been growing me and, and, and like taking my thoughts captive to making them obedient to Christ and trying to just enjoy him in the moment right now and not trying to look forward to yeah. future things that can't satisfy. Yeah, slightly related to that. I'm sort of building off that. I think one of the things that has been revealed to me is, is what my relationship with my, with my phone really is. And Jeff, you and I have talked about this a lot this year, uh, not in a podcast or anything like that, but like, you know, the Netflix thing that came out this year, The Social Dilemma, very eye-opening for me. 
just in terms of like what this device actually is and you know its role in our, our culture. And I'm not immune to those things. I mean, I, I take a look at my screen time numbers a couple times a week. And I'm like, yikes. So yeah. that's just not, you know, that is, that is time that could probably be, be used for better. But, you know, I think it's John Piper who said something like that, you know, the great value of Twitter uh, at the end of times will be to reveal, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but he said it's, it's value is to reveal uh, prayerlessness. You know, we had all, all this time to, uh, you know, put things on social media. We're going to say we didn't have time to pray, but it's very re re revealing just how untrue that is. So I, I've done a lot of thinking about my relationship with my phone and, and ways to sort of build Sabbath moments in there. I'm not anywhere close to uh, maturity in that, but, uh, you know, Jeff and I, you and I have talked a lot about how, uh, when we think about discipleship in our church, um, that's something that we have to account for, uh, not just the actual time on it, but what are, what content are people looking at and, and what are some things that we should be thinking about as a, a church to help people and support people in that? So. Now you guys are, you're doing such a, a great job of being able to just reflect and put life into perspective. And, um, I, I, I'd say like two things on that, like clearly when we go through something like this, where life just gets put on pause and, and there has been, and, and, and maybe some have had varying degrees of concern over the whole pandemic. And maybe there were moments where you had some fears and, and, you know, like, uh, like what this might do to you personally, what I think all of us have probably had to come to some uh, conclusions or wrestled with that at some point. Uh, but to me, it, it's, it's kind of reminded us like life's short. Like, why are we here? What is the purpose? How are we going to use our time? And, uh, and to your point, Matt, like we, we act like, you know, well, we just don't have time for that kind of stuff, but we, it's, it's the priorities. It's the thing that we, that we put into our time uh, and it, and it reveals where our hearts are at. And, and so I think that one of the things that I've been stressing or, 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 or kind of just reflecting on and thinking about like, Lord, what are you, what, what are you, what are you trying to teach me through this is we, we say it all the time, like love Christ live sent. So, so there's an aspect of like loving Jesus and loving our neighbor and getting after the mission that he's called us to. And um, as the Lord is kind of using this crucible, if you will, this season where a lot's been taken away and um, we've, we've had to make a lot of adjustments in, in stressful times, I was challenged a, a couple months ago um, to really evaluate whether I was giving into idols of comfort and we've talked a lot about this. And, and some of that is just like the comfort of grabbing your phone and wasting time on that or the comfort or uh, like rest or food or whatever the case may be. These things that we like, I don't feel good when, when I've got all this craziness happening and there's so much uncertainty. And so in those moments where it's high stress or it's been, it's, it's kind of disappointments or whatever the case may be, like those are the moments where we can easily be tempted to run to those things to just try to make ourselves feel better or do something to distract myself. And, and uh, I take that, that imagery of like, like a kid, like the God knocks those things out. We try to like put them back up to climb up to the cookie jar. I think that the Lord's been teaching me those as well, where, you know, areas where I thought I'm doing fine and, and, and may not have like gross sin, but, but recognizing areas where, wow, that really is a, that's a, that's an idol that that's, that's become something. It's a good thing, 
but but I'm making it like an ultimate thing, like it's something that I need that to really bring some happiness or security. And and man, I just want to love Christ more than that. I want I want to see that He's better, and abounding in thanksgiving, and and um, maybe that's one of the things that that's been the indicator for me is how how um, how often I'm not giving thanks and instead complaining and focusing on what I don't have or what else I need to like give me a sense of comfort or security or or satisfaction and uh, man it's been one of the things I've been praying a lot lately is that the Lord would help me abound in thanksgiving and be so thankful for the satisfaction of Jesus that he's better uh, than anything and and once we're doing that I'm like growing in my love for Christ then we get after like living scent and and Matt you even mentioned it like Man, we just need a lot of wisdom in that, and 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 this season that's kind of opened our eyes, maybe revealed some areas of blind spots and weaknesses that we didn't really think about. Other people that I I had to think about when when this first hit, um, seeing like the whole world is like quarantining, right? Like everybody's having doing it, but they're you know places in the world where they're quarantining here here like we went to the grocery store stocked up and had all sorts of space and had board games and fun things to do whereas others they didn't have that and and so so being able to appreciate all that we have and recognize man there's there are needs in the world are we are we concerned about those things and and there's injustice and uh, like like how are we loving our neighbors am i loving christ and living sent and like am like do i recognize the mission or am i just so wrapped up in keeping me happy and keeping me satisfied that I keep running back to those idols of comfort. So I, I, I really do think like once we get that Jesus is better, we're going to do a whole lot better living on purpose and living on mission. So any thoughts there, Dave? No, no, I think that's, I think that's good. Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, one of the things um, for me, it, like this year has been, I, I kind of looked back and kind of looked at what are the sort of big milestones that occurred this year. And I, I made a list that like kind of was unexpected going into this year. Like um, for me, like there were just a few things that were just like presented to me that were hard. Um, like nothing to do with COVID, but like becoming a small group leader and starting a new team at work and, Tay herself had to you know, do like schooling for the kids at home. And we took on a, a semi foster daughter and, and uh, the whole eldership thing. <laughs> and I kind of was looking back and, and realized that like for each one, my flesh was like, no, you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, that's like, I'm just fine right now. And um, like kind of, kind of running to the comforts of, of, of whatever my life looks like right now and not, not wanting to push ahead and, and, and think about what it looks like to, to love Christ and live set in these things. Um, and, uh, and God was patient with me and he was faithful to show me like, look, this is what I've got for you. Let me lead, let me position you to find your sufficiency in me. And, and even though it's going to be hard, it's going to be good. Um, and I kind of, there were, there were situations where it was just like, God, if you don't, if you don't catch me on this next step, I'm just going to go over the cliff. And he caught me. And, um, and he wanted to use me for his kingdom and just trusting in that. And some of the best, I was thinking about some of the best things out of 2020 came from, from stepping into something hard, um, like building friendships with my, with my small group, um, 
Like these are people that have begun to just like deeply care about and spending time with my kids while I'm here working at home and they're coming up and during their school day talking to me. Um, and then just like sharing our family with Lillian and enjoying getting to know her. And I don't know what's going to come from Ellership, but hopefully something good. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so, good already. We're yeah. so glad you're on the team. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that this year. Any other thoughts from you, Matt? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, as, as, as hard as things were this year and, and they were, I mean, we, we got to celebrate some things this year. It was really fun. I mean, uh, we, we did a video and showed it in service a couple of months ago, the story of Alex and Ani and, uh, and how they trusted Christ in one of our small groups uh, from Brian and Tasha Eckenhoff having reached out to them and, and, you know, they got married in, in, in a park, like right across the street from your house, Jeff. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, got baptized. I mean, what a great story that is. And, and uh, you know, I think about just some of the, like uh, Ryan and Shannon's Shaughnessy's small group is just amazing. And, you know, I think on January 1st of this year, they would have you know, told you that, wow, this is really challenging, but now I, it's probably our most fruitful small group. So it's, you know, they are doing, they are doing some great things in that group. I'm really proud of them. So yes, I mean, there's, there's an, a neat, set of stories that have come from this and just people being like really creative about finding ways to spend time with people and reach out to their neighbors and, you know, people who are watching our services or plugging into our small groups. I mean, we have, we had at least one couple for a while that was in one of our small groups and growing in their faith hadn't even been to our church, you know? So it's just like, okay, that's not really the way we draw it up, but okay. So. Yeah. You know what? I think it's important. Um, we've we've highlighted this so many times in the Old Testament. What I find fascinating is how many times does the Exodus come up? Like again and again, like they they recount the deeds of the Lord. Uh, they they go back and they look like look at what God did. You remember that? And 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 they remind themselves of what God's done all along the way. Because I think reminding yourself and looking back and be able to celebrate those things and and, and uh, remember what Christ has done gives you the, the confidence in the moment. Like his promises are sure. What he said to me is true. Like I, I can, I can trust him right now and I can trust him with where we're going in the future. I think God really has been uh, so faithful and protecting our church and protecting our unity. And like, we're still here. We're still growing. And like, like uh, just the fact that our, our giving has gone up this year, we're seeing people connecting with small groups. We got people that are hungry to get after the word of God and, and, and thinking about their community and how do we reach out. And man, it's just been an encouragement to see that's, that's what we said when we, when this whole thing hit and, uh, and, and, and a lot of the leadership gurus were just telling us like, Hey, just surviving as a church might be your biggest win. And, 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 and certainly there's something to that. And, and we're really thankful that we're still here, that we've kind of survived and God's done that. He sustained us, but even more so just knowing like, man, we want to do more than survive. We want to grow and, and knowing we have, and God's been doing that and helping us grow in the, uh, the fruit of the spirit. And so as we, as we get into the new year, um, I, this has been fun to just kind of recap, but I'm really excited about what God's doing in our church. And it's been so obvious to me, he's not done. And uh, he is going to continue to be faithful to us. And so uh, one of the biggest emphasis we're going to hit at the beginning of the year here is let's get back into our disciplines of what it means to be a disciple who worships and walks and works for Christ. And, uh, and, and I'm hoping and praying that the Lord is just going to help our church to continue to grow in ways that it's going to be obvious, like, man, the spirit of God is doing 
something pretty sweet and we'll get to celebrate that. So thank you guys for being a part of this and thank you guys for um, helping to lead our church in that. I'm, I'm so thankful to have men like you uh, that we get to be in the trenches with and, and just go to the Lord and ask him to give us great wisdom for the future. So I'm going to pray for us. If I can do that, pray and just praise God for what he's done and, and uh, ask him to lead us into the future as we kind of close this podcast out. All right. Lord, I thank you so much for your faithfulness in our church family. Thank you for the uh, the answered prayers, the the ways that we didn't expect you to work, and and ways that you've been helping us grow. The biggest thing we've been asking, Lord, is that the Spirit of God would make us more like Jesus this year, and that we would grow in the fruit of the Spirit, respond differently. And and Lord, we believe in, in and have seen the evidence that you've been doing that, and even in our own hearts, that, that we would see areas where. Uh, where there's temptation there or there's propensity to sin, Lord, would you root that out? God, would you help us not to cling to any any other thing that we would make an idol and, and look to it for security or for satisfaction, but we would know Jesus is better. You are awesome and we love you. And as we're celebrating him in this Christmas season, we're so thankful that you came uh, so that you could be with us and we could ultimately be with you forever. Well, we're just so thankful for that. Lord, I pray that as we step into the new year, God, would you help our church to continue to grow, not for us, but for your name and the advancement of your kingdom here in Fairfax and around the world. Help us just to be faithful to you and that you would continue to work in us to make us more like Christ. And we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for being a part of this. Love you. And uh, we love our whole church family praying God's going to do an amazing work in your life as well. Thanks for listening to the Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast. If this episode was helpful for you, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share with someone else. Until next time, we pray you continue to grow as a disciple as you love Christ and live sent.